1: Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fortinsky.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fortinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinskynfl. You can also check out any of our dedicated social media accounts at HerdAnd10. That's right. Go to some of our social media accounts to get even more Buffalo Bills content. If this weekly episode isn't enough, you need to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and even Twitter, where we're constantly posting more Buffalo Bills-related content, breaking news, analysis, everything that you could possibly want as a Bills fan. So go check those out at Heard and 10. Also, if you like this show, if you're listening to it every week, or if this is a brand new show that you're listening to, please give us a five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It will really help to get our show out there. So, Bills win, Bills win, Bills win. The Buffalo Bills had a huge win. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 27 to 24. It was a nail biter. That was an incredible game. It was exciting. It kept us on the edge. It certainly kept me on the edge. I'm sure it kept you on the edge. That is not the game that I was expecting. But it's certainly a big win and I think that that game creates a story for the Bills and it gives the team some things to work on. They didn't have a perfect game. They didn't play a clean game, but they still managed to win. It's good for them to scratch and claw a little bit. It's nice to know that they're going to be coming into this upcoming week against the Baltimore Ravens who I should mention have also looked really good. And the Bills are going to come in and they're going to be hungry. If the Bills would have stomped all over the Colts, that would have been a lot of fun. But it probably wouldn't actually be the best thing for the Bills in this playoff push, in this playoff run, in this playoff roadmap. The Bills need to take this win Understand that there's things that they can improve upon. But more importantly, enjoy it. This is a big win. Not only for these players, not only for the coaching staff, but also for the fans, for the entire city of Buffalo. This is a huge win. It's something that the city and the fans have been waiting for for a quarter century. That's right, 25 years. Been a long time. And at this point, a win is better than nothing. And this was a big win. Yes, it wasn't clean, but a win is a win. I want to just go over some of the stats here from this game. Because they're interesting. There's an interesting story here. And that's the fact that the Bills had a run game. Now, it wasn't the run game that I think we all Would like to see, but it was a run game nonetheless. And it came from Josh Allen. Josh Allen pretty much did everything on the team. He carried the ball the most times. He had 11 carries, 54 yards. Versus Zach Moss's, 7 carries for 21 yards. And Singletary's, 3 rushes for 21 yards. Josh Allen also tacked on a touchdown. So Josh Allen led the rushing game. He led our team in rushes and yardage. And of course, led our team in the passing game going 26 for 35 with 324 yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and no fumbles lost. He did have a terrible fumble, a little bit of a vintage Allen trying to be the hero, trying to do a little too much late in the game, and he did fumble the ball on a vicious sack. But thankfully, offensive lineman, right tackle, Daryl Williams, was able to fall on the ball and hold it. And in my opinion, that really was the game. If Josh Allen fumbles and the Bills don't get that ball, don't keep it, and the Colts recover... I think the Bills probably would have lost that game. It's amazing to think that the Bills coming into this game, quite a heavy favorite against the Colts, could have lost this game on one play. That's what it really came down to. It came down to one play. There were a couple others, but really that play was a key reason why the Bills won. Holding on to that ball, not giving up that fumble, is probably what led to the Bills' victory. So I think we all owe Daryl Williams a huge thank you. From the bottom of my heart, Daryl, thank you so much for recovering that fumble. I really, truly believe that without that, we would have lost. Now let's talk a little bit about the drive of the game. Because the drive of the game really is focused on one player here. And it's Gabriel Davis. On just one drive, he managed to have two incredible catches, truly miraculous catches, both of which he had to have both feet down. He ended up toe-dragging his feet, getting them down, tiptoeing the sideline before going out of bounds. And it should be noted that both of those plays were reviewed and both of them were upheld because he was in bounds. Now, it was really close. Thankfully, the ruling on the field in both scenarios was a catch and that he maintained possession and was in bounds before going out. The catch was made. It was called like that in both scenarios and both are upheld, and we got those plays in. Now, that drive was amazing because some of those catches were so impressive. And it was something that we can learn from this, which is Gabe Davis has the potential to be a really talented and strong starter on the Bills. Moving forward, not just this season, he's been quite a surprise. Starting at training camp, he had a lot of great looks. The media was saying that he's got great hands, that he's really good along the sidelines, and we have now seen that in the spotlight in this playoff game. He did it as a rookie in a really scary game, in a really tough game, in difficult moments, and he came up huge. And you better believe that's going to help his chemistry with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to continue to trust Gabe Davis if Gabe Davis is going to come down with crazy catches like that. There's an argument to be made that he could be the Bills' number two receiver next season. I mean, even through the playoffs here, he might be. We don't know. But he certainly could be the number two next season. John Brown has, of course, struggled. He didn't have an impressive game this week. He had one really awful drop. He also wasn't fighting for balls. Almost led to an interception. John Brown did not look impressive. Cole Beasley, on the other end, looked really good. But he is a slot receiver. He put up huge numbers. But as a slot receiver, he could be the number two or the 2A, 2B with Gabe Davis. The point here is Gabe Davis really showed something special in that drive. And that's why that is the drive of the game slash the player of the game. And that's brought to you by The Drive. If you go to playthedrive.com, you can get your hands on this awesome card game. I've said this now for a few weeks. I have been using this game. It is so much fun. Basically, what you get to do is pull a card. It has something on it like field goal or touchdown, which basically means that's what's going to happen by the end of that drive when you picked up that card. And if that happens, if the scenario on your card happens, you get the money that was put in the pot between you and your family and or your friends. It's really a lot of fun. It honestly makes every game more exciting. You can use it for any game. So go to playthedrive.com and get your hands on their football version or another sport because honestly, it really does make every drive more exciting. Let's get into the weekly wins and lazy losses segment. Now this segment is brought to you by Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, but they now also offer products for other parts of your body. Before I get into this segment, I want to tell you a little bit about Manscaped's latest product, the new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. If you buy this product, using the promo code herdan Ten you will receive 20% off and free shipping. So please visit manscaped.com and when you go to purchase an item and hit checkout, include the promo code HERDAND10 and get 20% off and free shipping for your entire order. So go get the new Weed Whacker and or the Lawn Mower 3.0 and make your bowls a priority this winter. For weekly wins, the Bills can win this game. I believe they're the better team. They're not much better, but they are better. They're a little more complete, and it really comes down to the quarterback play here. If the Bills can shut down Lamar Jackson, because really, he's a one-trick pony. He's an incredible running quarterback. He's really tough to stop. He's really tough to contain. Even when you think you have him, he breaks it out, makes a juke, and he's off to the races. If you watched the game against the Titans last week, Lamar Jackson was running all over the field. He put up big numbers, and honestly, he could certainly do that again. He had 16 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown. But he only threw 24 times. 17 completions, 179 yards, no passing touchdowns, and an interception. So, passing-wise, he struggled. And really, that's kind of been the story with him all season. He has not been an impressive passer, but he's been an incredible runner. Now, they won that game 20-13. to 13. That tells you something. It tells you that if you can slow down Lamar Jackson, if you can really restrict his running, Even 136 yards and a touchdown really isn't going to do it. That's not enough for them to win. So if you can really restrict his running and really force him to stay in the pocket, I don't think he can win this game. I don't think the Ravens can win. I think that's what it comes down to. Can the Bills stop Lamar Jackson from running and really force him to throw the ball regularly? Because if you force him to throw the ball regularly... He will make mistakes. He won't have a huge game. If you let him run all over you, you could lose this game. So I really think the way the Bills are going to beat him is by containing Lamar Jackson. If he runs for 100 plus yards, I mean, that's normal. I, I think that that's definitely possible. I think it's likely. But you can't let him get into the range of 150 plus rushing yards and two plus touchdowns rushing. You really need to contain him. If he runs 100 yards, 120 yards, and a touchdown, you can still win this game because he's probably not going to throw for three or 400 yards and three, four touchdowns. It's probably not going to happen, especially if you haven't let him run all over you. So that's the way the Bills are going to win this game. And of course, Allen is going to cook as per usual. So really, that's the way you're going to stop the Ravens, and that's the way you're going to win this game. Lazy losses. Give up an early lead. If the Bills trail early on in this game and give up, either have a lead and give up the lead, or are simply trailing from the start, it's going to be really difficult to beat the Ravens. They're a clock management type of team. They're a run first team. Whether it's with quarterback Lamar Jackson, or if it's with their various Running backs and rookie running back J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards. A lot of you probably know this. Mark Ingram was benched last week. He didn't even get, well, not benched, but he wasn't activated. Same thing could happen this week. So we really need to be concerned with the running game, but that's the problem here. If you go down early on, it's really tough to come back. The Ravens have a good stout defense, which performs a lot better when they have a lead. And more importantly, their offense is not really built to come back. Yes, they came back from a 10-0 deficit last week against the Titans. But really, I don't think that's a common occurrence. I think if the Bills can go up early on, they'll have a good chance. But if they're trailing early on... It's definitely going to put a lot of pressure on the Bills. And it's going to allow the Ravens to play a different type of defense. They're going to be able to mix things up, right? They're going to have conservative systems that they put out so they don't let Allen beat them deep. They're also going to put blitzes and really put pressure too on the Bills offense. So I just don't think trailing is the way to go. If the Bills are trailing early on, if they go down 10-0, 17-0, yes, I love the Bills offense but I don't love the Bills' offense trailing against the Baltimore Ravens, especially given the fact that every time the Ravens will get the ball after that fact is going to be slow drives. They're going to be running. They're going to be gaining first downs, but they're going to be doing it slowly and methodically, and that's really not where the Bills want to be. They want to have their offense on the field. They want to get their defense off of the field. That's how you're going to win this game. You need Josh Allen on the field as much as you can possibly have him on. You need the Bills offense, running plays, and racking up scores. That's the way you're going to win. So, let's wrap this up before we have on a couple really awesome guests. Firstly, we're going to have on Joe Yurden. Joe Yurden has been in the industry for a really long time he's a former sports writer and reporter for the athletic so really looking forward to talking to him and just a little bit later we have a very special guest and that's kim jones from nfl network we've had her on in the past and we're so excited to have her on again you really got to stick around for our chat with her because she knows football as well as anybody and with her job with the NFL Network, she is just always around the Buffalo Bills. She's really focused in the state of New York and does a lot of different segments focused on the Buffalo Bills for the NFL Network. It's going to be a great chat with her looking towards the Bills Ravens game coming up. We're going to talk all about that and have a deep dive into that game and get Kim Jones's thoughts and her expectations for that game. So, please Stick around because we got a great couple segments coming up. Thanks.
1: It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have the drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss the drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com.
2: Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. We have Joe Yurden here today. Joe has been doing this for a long time. He's a sports writer. Joe, so happy to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners where to find your content, where to follow you on social media and that kind of thing.
0: Well, you can find me on Twitter at my name uh, at Joe Yerdon, J O E Y E R D O N nice quick and easy nine letters to remember. Lots of them repeat. So that's good. Uh, You can find uh, my, my latest work. Uh, I, I wrote a handful of team previews for the McKean's yearbook for, uh for the upcoming NHL season which begins this week but but uh you might you might recall me doing some Bills coverage here in recent past for the Associated Press I'll be doing some more work for them uh this upcoming hockey season the uh, the, the boat was a little full in football season suddenly it seemed everybody wanted to cover the Bills this year that seemed a little weird
2: it's true things are changing right the tides have turned the Buffalo Bills are a hot topic they're a hot team And they're a really fun team to watch. We've seen this explosive offense that as a Bills fan myself, and as I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well as yourself have not become accustomed to, it's not something we're used to seeing. We've tended to either be not a very good team or really a run first team with a strong defense. This is a brand new team. It seems like a brand new system almost. Joe, what are your key takeaways from the Bills last game because their offense was good, but it maybe wasn't the same explosion that we've seen previously. What can we take from the Bills win over the Colts?
0: Well, I think you can take from that is that they took every stiff punch the Colts could throw at them, and the Colts played a great game. I mean, the Colts played a fantastic game. They held the ball for for stretches of time. They used the run game to, to keep the Bills offense off the field which was which was huge for them that's not to say that the Colts defense was bad the Colts defense is pretty good even though they still Allen still got 300 yards seems like he's just going to get that stuff anyways but they took every punch that the Colts threw at them and you know there was some some weirdness some you know some fuzzy calls and they had to survive a Hail Mary attempt at the end which I know everybody still remembers the Arizona game but but they took everything the Colts threw at them and they still came through with the win and to me that's that's the kind of test you like to I mean you might not like to see it in the moment um, but I think you like to see a team get that kind of game to start the playoffs and then survive it uh, because that's the sort of thing you can build off of and use the lessons taken in that and move it forward because the game this upcoming week against Baltimore is going to be kind of out of that same vein so uh, you take everything that you learn from that and and you move forward and that seems to have been a lesson that that uh, Sean McDermott's been able to preach to them since he's gotten here and and not dwelling in the past, not letting not letting old old issues pop back up and, and drag it down. It's just, you know, let's move ahead. We're gonna we're gonna keep trying here. So that to me, that game kind of encapsulated a lot of that. Bills took everything the Colts had back, had thrown at them and they came through with some big plays. You know, Gabe Davis comes up big. Uh, throughout the game, Diggs was fantastic. Allen, Allen got the right passes in at the right times. So it, it hurts a little bit to lose Zach Moss. I mean, just for those short yardage situations. But, but I, I you, you have to really like what what they came away with there. I mean, you, you want to, I mean, everybody wants to blow out, blow out the opponent every week. But uh, coming away with a win in that sort of situation, that's pretty good.
2: Definitely, the Bills had an interesting game. It wasn't maybe as smooth as what we've seen in some other games during the season. But it's expected in the playoffs, and the Colts were no slouch. They were a good team. They were 11-5, and and they gave the Bills a run for their money. And like you said, hopefully the team can learn from this. Not having a dominant win does not mean they're not getting better or they're not improving or they'll lose this week. It just gives them a chance to learn from some of those things and hopefully come back this week stronger. When we look at the Bills overall, we look at Josh Allen last week, Are we impressed with his performance? Are we concerned at all? Because he did a lot of amazing things. I would argue he had an incredible game, maybe one of the best of his career, but he did have a little bit of a vintage Allen play when he fumbled the ball. Thankfully, the bills were covered, but do you have any concerns about Josh Allen or are we just still confident in him? He had a huge game. He won the game. He did what he needed to do to win, and that's probably all that matters, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think you have full confidence in him moving ahead because um, you're right. There were there was a couple of those of those moments that we saw last year and the year before from from Allen, where you're just kind of like, oh boy, okay, settle down, just don't do don't do that again. Um, but they were kept to a minimum, and the mistakes didn't hurt them in the end, uh, and it didn't hang over them either. So that that to me speaks, speaks better of them because, you know, I think back to that, I think back to the Houston game last year in the playoffs and he got, he got so wrapped up in how tense things got in the end. You saw some of those plays happen late in that game, you know, where he was so great in the third quarter and, um, or excuse me, in the fourth quarter and, and getting the, getting the team rallied back after Houston kind of steamrolled out of the half. But to me, that's, that's just a part of being a super young guy in the moment. He's still a young guy. Let's, let's not get that wrong. But, but instead of letting that get to him and like, let it stick in his head and be like, Oh man, I got to get that back. Let me just heave this one. Let me just heave this one deep and see what happens. That sort of Brett Favre gunslinger stuff. It doesn't work so well these days. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, you're, you're fine with it. But after those plays happen, you kind of pull Josh aside and go, okay, bud, we've been here before just, You know, you know what to do by now. You don't have to, you don't have to kill him for you. You just have to just give him a reminder and say, Hey, okay. Got that out of your system. Like, don't do it again. And, and he didn't, you know, that didn't happen again. So that's, that to me, moving ahead is, is a good thing to see. Cause if he's throwing, he's throwing wheel route passes to the fullback up the sideline with triple coverage and and against the Colts or something like that, where you, you, you have all those flashbacks coming back at you, then that's bad. But I, I didn't really. People want to get on him and say it wasn't his greatest game. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't you know, thrown for four touchdowns and, and 380 yards or anything like that. But, man, the offense revolves around him. Just, you know, be, be cool with him and, and let him do his thing. I think right now you can be confident in letting him do his thing.
2: Yeah, I think right now we want to just say let Josh Allen cook. Let him do what he wants. If he wants to run down the field and bulldoze guys, let him do it. If he wants to chuck it 50 yards down the field to Stefan Diggs, Let him do it. We got to trust him. He's gotten us here. And hopefully he's going to take us to the promised land of the Super Bowl. Whether we win that or not, who knows. (laughs) But let's just take it game by game. But hopefully that is where we will get to. Now, when we look at the Bills defense, we've talked a little bit about the offense. I want to take a look at the defense here because I think they showed something in that Colts game that we haven't seen a lot of. Yes, they didn't have an impressive game, but they really came up big when it counted. They came up big at the end of the game. They came up big on drives where they had the Colts at the one or two yard line. It seems like there's a bit of that bend, but don't break mentality here. And I hope that that's going to matter moving forward when they're playing tougher and tougher opponents. Did you think then maybe, although the defense wasn't great in the game, maybe showed us something that they really do have a fight in them and they're willing to do everything they possibly can to help Josh Allen and this offense.
0: Well, I think that fight part of it is, is something that's kind of grown through the year. Um, there are still some things from throughout the season that, that pop up and their defense is the, the more inconsistent part of the team. Uh, like I don't think that can be disputed. And the run defense is, is an issue. Um, the Colts ran for about 160 yards or so, and teams have had some pretty good, good, good luck running against the bills this season. But, um, but what I've, what I've seen from the bills though, is that if there's a game where they give up a lot of rushing yards one week, the next week, they're going to be like, all right, let's, let's get back to basics here and let's get this figured out. They're going to need to do that against Baltimore because Baltimore is running as their thing, but against the Colts, you're right. There, there, there were the moments where it was just kind of like, okay, just, we can't give this up now. We can't we can't just throw it all on the offensive, shul- offensive shoulders to tell them to go get it. Like they've been, they've been leading us all year. We can't, we can't just like just throw it on their back at big moments all the time. So, but that's, you know, they took what they, they, they took what they could from rivers. Rivers had a really solid game. Uh, rivers didn't make any mistakes, which is as far as his history is concerned, that's, that's about as great of a game at, uh, from him as you're going to see. So, cause he's always, he's one of those guys. That's always classic for giving up that that one interception at an inopportune time or or throwing a bunch of them in a game but um but rivers played great and the colts played a very like i said the colts played a really great game they chewed up a lot of clock and that that was a big that that to me is a bigger test for the defense where you know they're on the field a bunch i think it was 35 minutes the colts had the ball for so having to sit out you know having to be on the field and just kind of bending and not breaking for most of that game yeah you'll like to see that because it didn't result in a in a them getting barraged in points um you don't like it in respect to the the score being as close as it was but um but it didn't beat them and that's i think that's the biggest part you take away from it you want to see more pressure on the quarterback you want to see you want to see the quarterback get uh get popped a few times and they didn't have to worry about rivers running they have to worry about lamar jackson running but but if you're not getting any pressure on the on the quarterback then that's that, that that's a little bit of a concern but break down the tape get back and work the guys out and get and figure out where the weaknesses are uh, for the, fu- for the upcoming game.
2: So That's a perfect transition into my final question here. And that's this upcoming game. Bills have a really big battle here against the Baltimore Ravens. Thankfully the bills have home field advantage. It's looking like there might be snow that could impact both teams in, in different ways. I want to ask you, are you nervous or excited for this Bills game? Because I would imagine there's a little bit of both in this case. I
0: think if I were a Bills fan, I'd be, I'd be pretty nervous. Um, I'd be excited, but I'd be nervous at the same time. It's one of those puke, puke, cry, puke, puke, cry things, you know, the day of the game uh, where you're just, you're just worried about how it's going to play out because I think these, these teams are, the Bills have the better record, obviously, but I think these teams are a little bit more alike in some respects. I, I think defensively, Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore is a little worse off defensively, but they're in the same mold where one week they look fantastic. And then another week, you're just like, wait, these guys are supposed to be good. you know, what happened here? We've seen that from the bills defense at times this year. And then the offense, their offenses are, are, are different. The bills like the pass. They let, you know, they, Allen keeps them loose by being able to run too. Uh, but the Ravens run and it's Jackson. He can run. They have, the, they have two running backs that can really bust it out there, Dobbins and um, Gus. Oh, I keep forgetting his last name, but I kept seeing these guys just being able to, to, to dish out hits coming around the corner and then be able to take off and chew off tons of yards. Ravens don't really pass that well, but they throw a bunch of tight ends at you. Um, and that to me is interesting because then you have to wonder what the Bills defense does to try to counter that. Do you try to rush Jackson uh, to try to get him running around, maybe force him to throw the ball? keep them contained within the pocket, obviously, or make sure you don't get beat with a, with a freak deep, a deep pass. Um, there's a lot. I, I hate the terminology chess match. Um, but I think the strategy for both of these teams in this game is going to be fascinating to watch just because those have kind of shown their hand to be that they're going to pass the ball and they run, if they, you know, they'll run if they need to, but they're going to, they want to throw it and the Ravens are kind of the opposite. The Ravens want to chew up clock. They want to run the ball. They want to hit you in the mouth. They want to do all all that classic like '80s football stuff. They just want to you know, they just want to grind you up a little bit. So when it comes down to it, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. You know, which team's defense really stacks it up and is able to shut down the other one, uh, and and whose offense can really get it started. And I know everybody's attention is going to be on Allen versus Jackson, but I I mean, I mean to me that let both of these guys loose and, and let's see, let's see what we can get because they're two of the best in the league right now. I want to, that's, that's the kind of thing I want to see. I just want to see both of those guys go wild. I, I wish I had more of a, more of an iron in the fire as, as to who should win. Obviously it'd be nice to see the bills win, be, you know, being in Buffalo and, and having covered the team, that would be nice to see, but, but it's exciting. Uh, that that's that the, the whole setup for the game is really exciting for me.
2: Yeah, look, it's going to be a wild week. We have uh, a great weekend ahead of us. It's going to be a primetime matchup Saturday night and we'll see what happens. We got two really good teams, two very different teams and two great coaches. So we're going to see what happens. But Joe, thank you so much for coming on. You're a breath of knowledge. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I think our listeners. We'll love to hear from someone like you with so much uh, of a background in sports. So really appreciate you coming on and I'm sure we'll have you on again. So thank you so much, Joe. Again, if anyone wants to find him on Twitter, go to Twitter and look up at Joe Yurden. You can find everything he's posting. He's always posting stuff. And like you (laughs) mentioned, he's going to have a lot more content coming out soon this year. So thank you so much, Joe.
0: You got it. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
2: Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes. Good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle it is a great sports focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubble gum in-app currency the best part is that right now while they're still in beta it is 100 percent free to join and you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me, and let them share their fan experiences. The fan experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten Podcast. As mentioned earlier on the show, we have an exciting guest. We have had her on before. And of course, it wouldn't be a playoff episode if we didn't get Kim Jones of NFL Network back on this week. You can find her at Kim Jones Sports. You can also go to NFL Network, check out a lot of her content. Kim, how excited are you to be a part of something so special for Buffalo.
1: Oh, it's great. I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. It was fun to cover you know, last Saturday's win and, and knowing everything that that meant or knowing at least part of what that meant to Buffalo and Western New York and Bills fans everywhere. And uh, to get to go back, uh, maybe we have some elements in, in terms of snow and, and bad weather. I, I don't know uh, what the forecast will end up uh, being, but, uh, to go back for the divisional round at Bills Stadium with fans again, they made an enormous difference this past Saturday. My sense is that they'll uh, at least try to, and probably will make a big difference again this Saturday. Uh, I'm I'm really happy. I'm excited, and the playoffs are always great in the NFL, and this year is no different.
2: Definitely, and the Bills had a very interesting matchup against the Colts. I think some things happened that maybe fans and analysts weren't expecting, which was the closeness of that game, the competitiveness of that game, the fact that that game really came down to a Hail Mary. And I don't think a lot of people expected it to be that close. But what's interesting is what we can take from that, looking into this next game. What are some of those key storylines coming into this game, both for the Bills and the Ravens in this huge matchup?
1: Well, I think a big one for the Bills is, you know, can Stefan Diggs shake free like he did on that go route? You know, you're right about the score of the game. I mean, beginning of the fourth quarter, that that play by Diggs, Josh to Diggs makes it 24-10. I think a lot of us thought, okay, you know, the Bills are in really good shape here. And they ended up winning, obviously. But but like you said, it came down to another Hail Mary. Um, and that's the reason I asked Leslie Frazier on Zoom this week if he's seen enough Hail Marys. It feels like, you know, a high percentage of of Bill's games have featured a high a Hail Mary. It's not a high percentage. I think it just seems that way. So I think that the Diggs matchup um, is going to be very interesting. I also think if Cole Beasley can be a little healthier, and I don't know that, uh, but if Cole Beasley's a little healthier, my goodness, you know, as Josh said, he was tough as nails, seven catches on a knee that that didn't look exactly ready to play, but but he gutted it out. If John Brown can get involved this week, which, know, I think he was uh, uh, four targets and no catches uh, against the Colts. So I do think that offense being in high powered mode is going to be important for the Bills. And and I think on the other side of the coin, listen, Lamar's going to make some plays. He almost always does. Uh, That's why he's on highlights constantly. He's a highlight player and a highlight real guy. And I think you have to be ready to withstand that. Uh, You also have to try to limit it as much as you can. And for this Bills defense, listen, it's a different challenge. You know, uh, the, the Colts running game led by Jonathan Taylor and with Naheem Hines, you know, th- they did some damage against the Bills. This this week will be a completely different challenge when it comes to running the ball with a quarterback who, you know, will be the fastest player on the field and a rookie running back in JK Dobbins who seems perfect for the Baltimore scheme. And it seemed that way when they drafted him. And I think it still looks that way as we look at it now. So, uh, can the Bills score enough against that, that Ravens defense, to me, is going to be the question. Uh, as long as they are high-powered, as long as Josh is on again and he's finding multiple targets, my sense is the Bills will be okay, but they're going to need every point they can get, I think, against Lamar uh, because he makes defenses look silly, and he will be a huge challenge for the run defense of the Buffalo Bills.
2: Hey, you bring up a few really key points there. Obviously, the Bills' high-powered offense needs to continue to churn. It needs to continue to put up big numbers. And then when you look on the other side, you need to see the Bills really crack down on that run game. You talk about Lamar Jackson obviously is a highlight reel machine That's what he does. He makes a lot of defenses look silly, especially in situations where they think they have him contained and he manages to break that containment and go off for 30, 40, 50-yard touchdowns. So that's for sure going to be a challenge. And you mentioned it, that against the Colts, although the Bills won, they did struggle against the run. So the question is, can they stop Lamar? Do they have that ability to contain a player like Lamar Jackson. Now he may put up a hundred plus yards, but is he going to be putting up 150 plus with a couple touchdowns? In your opinion, do you think the bills can slow him down to a point where they can confidently win against the Ravens?
1: Well, here's what I would say. The biggest way to limit Lamar is to keep him off the field. Um, The bills often, not always have a quick strike offense. Uh, you don't want to take that away. You don't want them to change their personality, but sustained drives on Saturday would not necessarily be a bad thing because Lamar can't do a darn thing about it when he's not on the field. Uh, I do think though, like I said, I think they have to brace themselves that Lamar is going to do something, whether it's scramble himself, whether it's buy time and hit a receiver, or he, as we all know, he loves his tight ends. Uh, for a big play that is going to happen in this game just like i'm confident josh is going to find his playmakers for big gains in this game it may be the defense that is most able to handle both the mental and physical battle of knowing points are being scored uh i don't you know i i don't know that we've seen the absolute best of the front from the bill's defense so far i do know that um that Baltimore absolutely loves to blitz with Wink Martindale as that coordinator down there. They love to blitz. I watched a game late in the season against the Giants where they blitz the heck out of a young quarterback in Daniel Jones. The difference is Josh Allen, Josh Allen has shown the ability to make heavy blitzing teams pay and pay dearly. There, 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 is, there are so many matchups. The whole cat and mouse game of this on Saturday really is going to be fascinating because each team is going to have to choose how to stop another high-powered offense, even though those offenses are very, very different.
2: Let's get into the nitty gritty here. Who is going to win this game? Do you have a prediction on this game, Kim?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't really make predictions about games um, where I'm covering them. I, I you know, it's something ge- a lot of reporters don't do. Uh, and I generally don't. I will say if the bills can avoid the big turnover and listen, they, they got fortunate with that turn that, that fumble by Josh, that Darrell Williams covered up in what might've been the biggest play of the Bills' season, because without it, they may not be playing this weekend. We don't know, but they may not be. So can, can the bills avoid the big turnover And can they sustain drives that end in touchdowns where Lamar is on the sideline watching? Those are my two big keys for the bills this weekend.
2: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there, it's really going to come down to that offense of the Bills. They need to not only score, but have these longer sustained drives, methodical drives, because we know we're going to see that from the Ravens. We know we're going to see slow drives from the Ravens with multiple runs, multiple first downs. I think that that's the type of offense that they are. They do get some explosiveness from Lamar, but for the most part, their team really uses up the clock. And the Bills are going to have to take advantage of whatever time they have and ideally use up a little bit extra time to take away from the Ravens, force them to move a little faster, force them to play a different kind of game. I think that that's where we're going to see who's going to win that game. You might not be able to give your prediction. I'll give mine. I really think this is going to be a tight one. Like Mm -hmm. you talked about, there's pros and cons for each of these teams. They're such different teams. They're very different offenses. They're very different defenses. And that's going to make for hopefully what could be one of the most exciting games of the season. I'm going to take the Bills 31 to 30. I just think it's going to be such a tight matchup. But I do think if the Bills can eclipse 30... They should be able to win this game. That should force Lamar Jackson into a situation that he doesn't want to be in, which would really force him to make some significant touchdown passes and not just run the ball. Kim, thank you so much for coming on. Really, I'll say it again. It wouldn't be a special playoff episode if we didn't have you on. (laughs) I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime, thank you so much, I really appreciate you.